Here we go. Welcome back to Easing the Reader, a Wheel of Time reread. We are really in the age of Wheel of Time now, after the TV show. I think you need to breathe on it or something like that before you show it. So it will... Because um... <laughs> if I just point it right in front of my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Chris Mayer Holtman. With me, I have David Green. As always, he is holding up the book that we are talking about right now, which is The Shadow Rising. But before we do jump into that, David, do you have any, is there any, now that the show is done for now, it's do, you done. Any, do you have any news? We've cancelled it. Any any news about, about what? About the TV show or about, about the world of Wheel of Time. Is there anything... Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I've taken a little bit of a, a a Twitter and social media break for the last couple of weeks just to kind of get some work done myself. Mm. Um, so I think it's all all quiet on the uh, eastern front, seeing as it's been filmed in Prague. Um, but there's there's been a few. Uh, I, I saw like a you know when I when I watch a few YouTube videos and what have you. There's been a few kind of like. Uh, um, Rooms of casting of people of, of of characters that have been maybe merged mm. together, uh, like um, Elias Herrin and Julian may have been merged all together, but for for sure, it seems like Elias is going to be picking up with um, Perrin from Faldara mm. and teaching them the ways of the wolf. But is 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 merging Huron and Elias, is that a good? I mean, does that work? I think, I think yeah. I think I think Hurin can just be merged with a number of people. To it can honest. just be merged with anybody, really. Yeah, because like you know, I think it's one of those things as well where it was even in the book itself in the Great Hunt, um, Perrin basically takes over his role by being using his wolf belt. You know, when they get separated and yeah. he goes off with Rand and uh, um starts going a bit crazy and thinking and becoming a servant and everything calling around my lord yeah. all the time. <laughs> Perrin assumes his role in the hunt for the horn anyway. Yeah. Um so he's kind of re- in a way he's kind of redundant in his own book that he's in to an extent, right? Because you've got someone who can do the same thing as him already that's yeah. one of the characters. Um and so what what he really needs really is and in an adaptation, you don't want to just bring in someone that's got this. We already have that with Min, where she's got this power that no one else has, right? So you don't want to have a second person that has the power that no one else has when it's very similar to being able to sniff. And mm-hmm. smell. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, so I think um, what it sounds like is going to be happening is that there's a character now, I can't remember his name now, but he's a British. Uh, actor that's been in a lot of like British stuff like a lot of the people in, in Wheel of Time are a lot of these kind of uh, level of um, you know where they are in their careers and stuff and he is going to be it sounds like it's it's going to be a it's going to be a liar but he's also going to be taking on the role of, of Huron in a certain way as well but he's going to be sticking with Perrin and giving him that kind of yeah. teaching of, of um, how to be a wolf um, well, if that means so, maybe Julian will appear in it as well because it sounds again as as well like from how the end of the season finished and 
a few of the interviews that came out straight away afterwards from from Rafe Judkins and everything is that season two and three are being merged quite mm. a lot. Uh, some characters are going to be following the season two storylines and some characters are going to be following the season three storylines. So it sounds like Julian will, if he is going to appear, he would appear in season three, but whatever he, because again, he's another one who is a prime candidate to be merged with someone because he, there's a few characters that do appear that do a similar kind of role as he does. Yeah. So. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, it's been been kind of kind of quite. Just like, I, I, was, I was actually I was expecting something to come out in January, like maybe a big casting announcement of of uh, you know of this and that. Because but maybe because I think they're the back filming again now. Yeah, because they took a break for Christmas. But um, well, no, nothing really. It's been no. It's been and I've, as I told, I think we we spoke about this um, last week, or if it was the beginning of the week. I think when that. At least in the communities that I've been a part of, and especially the Swedish fantasy communities, a lot of people have kind of turned from re- disliking the show to like really liking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's like like today, I think I saw somebody was commenting because they had announced the name of Lord of the Rings. I think it was like the the Lord of the Rings, the Rings, the Rings of Power. Is it? The Rings yeah. Of Power. yeah, they did that like yesterday or whatever it was, and then somebody commented like, "Oh mm-hmm. man, that's." Uh, um, if they do what they did to the Wheel of Time, then this show is going to suck. Yeah, well, but you know what that means? They mean, if they think they're going to put women in it, then, <laughs> which is basically what they mean. Uh, no, I think it's, it's, it's done really well for, for Amazon by, by the looks of it um, and by the sounds of it as well. Um, in, in a lot of the ratings that were coming out, it was, it was, it was top for its home run, it was topping a lot of like kind of um, interaction and, and people mentioned the charts, but the even top, even above like Hawkeye, which was running at the same time, mm-hmm. was it? And when Witcher season two came in, it was topping up. And then, and then in the actual TV ratings things, it's, it's held its own against again, again the likes of Hawkeye and Witcher two, which um, is a, is a great uh, um, accomplishment because even though it is on Amazon, and Amazon is the, probably the biggest company in the world, the penetration rate for the streaming isn't anywhere near as high as Netflix no. or Disney. Um, and when you look at like kind of um, the rankings for these things, it's general. The top ten is gen, generally always the top eight is is eight of them is Netflix and two of them is Disney. And the two Disney ones is usually whatever is the latest MCU show yeah. and the Mandalorian, right? <laughs> because uh, I mean Netflix has been around for longer. Uh, they they they've led the way on on streaming. Um, Disney have these two big properties that that um, appeal to so many people. And Amazon, like you know, they've been kind of uh, chipping away. The biggest property that they had before this was the Boys, which yeah. and um, it's interesting because the Boys in itself wasn't a very big property at all. Yeah, because exactly. it's, so it's, it's dynamite, and and I mean, not many people actually read again, the boys. Yeah, but yeah, so it was the biggest, and then even then, season two, like you know, uh, Wheel of Time figures absolutely dwarfed uh, the boys. So it's done really, really well for them. Um, hopefully, it means that, and and it seems like it's from, again from interviews that it's getting a, a increase in budget. I'd like to see longer episodes, and I think that was the thing that from the Lord of the Rings announcement there the other day uh, that the first two episodes is going to be the pilot so episode one and two is the pilot so it's basically it's a three hour movie split into two um, and I'd like to see that with Wheel of Time like it would be great to get a 90 minute first episode and a 90 minute last episode each season I think it would really benefit from it um, 
an increase in budget as well, like because there's things about the Wheel of Time, particularly the first three books, that doesn't translate well to making a TV show. And one of those things is uh, when you look at Game of Thrones, uh, and, and a lot of people kind of talk about like, oh, the, the Wheel of Time budget was bigger than season one of Game of Thrones. It was, but when you when you go back to inflation and you adjust, it's not okay. that it's not that big of a difference. Um, and the thing that Game of Thrones had going for it is that you had three major storylines, and they all took place in the same in in three locations. No one moved from them. It was Winterfell, uh, King's Landing, and the Dothraki Plains, and anywhere else then was just basically a forest. Right, yeah. <laughs> which is like, well, they had these sets, and those sets then they kept using Winterfell throughout the entire season run. They kept using King's Landing. You go back to watch the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones in particular. So many scenes took place of just two people stood in front of the, the Iron Throne talking, and it was cheap to do, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Wheel of doesn't really have that in its structure. Now, the show tried to do that by moving everyone to meet up in Tarvalon because it's like we can use this set and reuse it for the next however many years, right? So it's always mm. in after uh, the first season, it's in every single book, so they can use it. But um, the, the nature of the first three books is that it moves from place to place to place all of the time. And it's not until, and we're starting to see that now in The Shadow Rising, where it's not going to be, there's, there's only going to be, in, in The Shadow Rising, there's basically three major settings, right? Mm. Like, yeah. it's, an, and it's easy then just to build the sets and then the sets are done. So Wheel of Time had that against it, which I think by merging books two and three together for season two uh, and get to the Shadow Rising material as quickly as possible will mean that they're able to spend their money a little bit better. Um, but no, I think it's done really, really well for them. And um, I think I think if Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power comes out before Wheel of Time season two, which I think it will do because like yeah. we know that that one's coming out, it's coming out at the start of September, it's gonna be eight, eight, eight episodes. So that'll be wrapped up by mid-October. If Wheel of Time season two does November, December again, um, I think that'll be a good thing because uh, Ring of Power is going to draw a lot of people to get Amazon Prime, um, yeah. which I think Wheel of Time did as well to an extent, but it's not Lord of the Rings, right? And Lord <laughs> of the Rings has... I mean, I'm not even talking about the books in, in general here. Like, I'm talking more about the overall franchise like this there's people that were kids that grew up that have grown up watching the, the free Lord of the Rings movies yeah. it's part of their life it's part of something that they love some of them a vast majority of them probably have never read the books they don't want yeah. to it's all about the tv it's all about the movies so those people will um will come and, and get Amazon Prime for for this and hopefully they stick around and and watch Wheel of Time which I think is the the, the plan like I think that's that's going to be I think, uh, I think so because what I re reacted to when I was in the state, when I was back home in the states, was that uh, there was like no Wheel of Time fandom anywhere. I mean, there's still Game of Thrones fandom. I mean, there's yeah. still shirts and there's still quotes and there's still you know whatever. Uh, and we have yet to see any of that. Yeah, the lack of the, the lack of merchandise has been really weird, and I think that was something that people were talking about 
before the season finished was like why is there like nothing why can you not and I know um like my wife like for, for Christmas was like actually said it to me on Christmas day she was like I was looking for wheel of time stuff here but I could find nothing right and then, I mean, than... and the interesting part is even I mean there was more there was more wheel of time merch before when you had like the role-playing game and you had the cds yeah. and yeah, you had yeah, the video yeah. game yeah um well, so that's they, yeah, they've, they've basically brought it all in back to it because they're obviously planning, and obviously with COVID and everything, that's obviously oh, yeah. Yeah. effect. And even with a TV show, you can see the knockover effect. That, I mean, the two major things, because we're going to do an episode that's basically just a TV show, but I was generally of the opinion that each episode got better than the last, and it was built. Yeah, yeah, up, I'll agree. It really hit, and it really hit its stride. Um in episodes four, five, and six, and then that's when they shut down for COVID, um, and it was a big delay, and then they came back, and Barney Harris didn't come back for it, and I think seven was a really, really good episode. I think it was probably one of the best ones, because they could kind of hide the storylines they were going to use with Barney and, and change them a little bit, but then in eight, they couldn't hide from it anymore, and they had to, what, what the, 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 the hasty rewrites that they had to do, for Barney not coming back and for COVID because obviously they, they, they had to alter the, the, the plans because they were going to go to the Canary Islands to film in the Blight and they're going to do other things and they had to build a set for it basically and they had to do this and then what have you. Um, I think there's some aspects of episode eight that were really, really good. And I think there's some aspects of it that weren't quite as good as the previous episodes uh, that had come before it. But those ones were the ones that were majorly impacted, I think, from rewrites that were last minute rewrites because I was watching a a thing with Brandon Sanderson and Matt, Matt Hatch where they were watching episode eight together and okay. Brandon Sanderson was talking and he was basically like it was abs when they came back to do seven and eight it was panic stations because basically he didn't go into any reasons or anything but from what it sounded like was that they were fully expecting Barney Harris to be there and he wasn't <laughs> and it was like we have to rewrite this yeah and then we were like uh plans where they had to change they could only have a certain amount of people on set and they could only have a certain amount of extras and they could only do this and this obviously uh, um affected a lot of stuff as well so no it was um you know uh, optimistic for season two i enjoyed see, season one i'd probably give it seven and a half eight out of ten or something like that mm. um i'd say seven was probably the best episode maybe four um but uh, yeah, I'm optimistic for season two because I think the material's stronger. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they merge the two seasons, uh, the two books. Um, you know, and I think they'll probably have learned a lot. The, the only problem is, that, oh, not the problem, the only worry that I have, and, and I, I said this ages ago, <laughs> is that it was in a really strange position of having the second season greenlit written and in production before anyone had seen the first season and there was any kind of feedback from fans and if anyone yeah. reacted to anything. I know there's there's always going to be people that are review bombing stuff because people have been doing it for The Witcher season two, which actually has a lower Rotten Tomato user score than Wheel of Time does because people just lost their minds over some aspects of it. Um, but I think in general, there was, there was some feedback uh, across the board, which was the episodes needed to be longer um you know just having 57 minute episodes every single time 
Yeah. Some of them, it's on streaming. Some of them can be an hour and five minutes. Some of them can be. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's weird that they would do that. We were we just finished watching the new season of or the last season of, of Dexter, and reacted to that too. That they were, I mean, Dexter's on Showtime. It also streams, and it yeah. was like, like the 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 final episode of Dexter New Blood was like the highest rated, like, for for any show in the in a long time. But there also, I wish they could have been longer because it felt like they're so abruptly ended, and I felt that sometimes in, in the Wheel of Time. It's like yeah, the Wheel of Time. You know, those, those, and, and it was even scene to scene at some points where you could see that there was something that was cut out of it in between a scene, like just a little kind of establishing shot, or maybe um, like there was a bit where uh, they, they go into uh, Tavalon, Matt and Rand. And they go into a pub that was called the, the, the Lights Blessing, which was Basil Gill's pub. Where mm -hmm. it's then but he's not mentioned, you see him in the background in the next episode. But they basically just walk in from the street and then they're in the room. And normally, like you'd have that thing where it'd be like, walk into the inn, establish the inn, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was probably shot, but they cut it out. And it was all that kind of stuff where it was just like these little scenes that uh, would have been like an extra 30 seconds here and there, just in between other things, just to kind of give it a little bit of time to breathe and everything. Uh, so um but then again like you know that that feedback i think has been heard and it's been quite loud and everything and that can be taken on board i mean that that's that stuff will be shot you know and, and they can when it gets to the edit in the episodes they can they can look at it then i suppose you know and i think in time we'll see funko pop wheel of time fingers because yeah, so. they get their hands into everything yeah, I, I hope so. Like it, 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 it is strange. I know you can. I think you know COVID is as good a reason as anything. Probably, uh, but also as well, I think maybe Amazon were kind of like, let's just see how popular this is going to be first. And, and again, and again, you have to, you have to kind of always have a quantifier next to that. As like for Amazon, this has been wildly uh, popular and successful. Yeah. You know, it's not been as watched as this. Witcher season two, but that's because there's millions more people that have yeah. Netflix, and there's and casual TV watchers have already watched Witcher season one. They know what yeah. it is. Um, so yeah, I I think uh, yeah I think it's in a good place, and I think if um yeah it, it comes out after the Rings of Power, there'll be a bigger audience. Um, that that's going to break all of Amazon oh. records without a doubt, and and um. Yeah, hopefully Wheel of Time can piggyback on it, like like Robert Jordan did with Lord of the Rings himself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, one thing that one has to be remember too is that less and less Americans are getting linear TV. Yeah. Uh, and they get fire sticks, and usually to use a fire stick, I don't know if you have fire sticks, and we don't have them here in Sweden. Yeah, but we do, yeah, we do have them there. You yeah. kind of have, you, don't you have to have like a Prime account in order to use them? Uh, if you want to use them legally, yes, yeah. you do. But, yeah. uh, the, the so so the, there'll be a bigger chance that people end up watching, I think, down the line, Wheel of Time because yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think I think I think it'll do. Like I think Lord Rings of Power is going to do really really well, and then a lot of those people will go and watch Wheel of Time season yeah. one afterwards, and then like you know. The, We'll see. But yeah, most people over here that have fire sticks want to use them for illegal reasons. Usually to get usually so they can watch sport. yeah, sports. <laughs> well, anyway, if if Robin Hood uh, Prince of Thieves could get 
figurines that they're horrible by the way if you if you haven't seen them they look they're completely horrible but then at least wheel of time should be able to get something let's hope so let's hope so that's what i'm looking forward to for season two more than anything else is that i want some merchandise you want a loyal figure i would like i i would i would like uh i would like um a loyal what, what, what more do I like um I'd like a mat with a dagger that'd be good um I'd like a lan in that in a hot tub yeah that that's that scene I think yeah I think that'll, <laughs> yeah that'd be a good one both of them in the in the hot tub together <laughs> with his little smile on his face um when she's heating up his his, his hot tub for him um Is that your favorite part that was, favorite, that was my favorite part of the entire show. No, um, the fav- my favorite part, again, we'll talk more when we do the actual episode thing, but obviously uh, the um, Blood Snow opening was pretty spectacular. Um, and it was one of those things as well where it made, where, where the, the, the COVID restrictions just helped because it made it more of an uh, intimate battle between like yeah. Rand's pregnant mother who's trying to give birth and a few soldiers because I think if there was more people on it, I think it would have been lost a little bit. Yeah. You know, uh, but like, yeah, it was. It looked great, and it was. Uh, she was fantastic as well. Uh, the actress. I mean, she's a stunt woman uh, from the Czech Republic, and um, you know, she's. Uh, she was not even the stunts that she was doing, but the actual acting was 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 fantastic. She was brilliant. Um, she was really really good. Really liked. Uh, all the stuff at the Eye of the World. I like the changes to the Eye of the World as well. Mm. How it was, uh, you know, this this intrigue about it, about what the actual place was, and I liked the changes to the seals. How the seals are like, it seems like they're going to be defined points, which I think is is better visually because you can do more with that. I think in the future. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that I really, really liked about it. Uh, the whole the whole Loghain episode was was brilliant as well. Got to love Loghain. Yeah, and he it's was a, great. It's a good, I think it's a good character, and I think you'd yeah. be. I mean, even if I would have loved to see Billy Zane as Loghain, because that's my inner Loghain. That's what I see in front of me is a like very young hairy Billy, young Billy, Billy Zane. Not 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 old Billy Zane as he is. No, y- young. The fa- probably the Phantom Billy Zane. Phantom Billy Zane. Yeah, that would have been good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, uh, at, like every scene that Logan was in, he was really good. And that that scene when it was with a uh, Swan Sanchez was 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 great as well. When he just like he just wants to make her angry, so she kills him. Basically, <laughs> was uh, was good. Um, I thought. Uh, all the M fielders were, were, were really good. I think they got better as it went on, with the exception of of Perrin's uh, actor, which I think he was the weakest. But I don't know. I was talking to a friend about this, and he was he, he was kind of in the, in the same point of he, he was kind of same as me. He was kind of like, yeah, he thought he was the, the kind of weakest. But then I also was like, he's my least favorite character out of all yeah. the main characters. It's like, does that color it? I'm, I'm not really too sure. I, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously, Perrin is my least favorite character too, but I got the sensation, and we should really be, be saving this for the, the later episode, but I got the feeling that he, I just see he played the role a little bit maybe too urban. I got a feeling that he should have been in an episode of. Uh, you can't pay, we'll take it away. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just feel like it was a bit, and this is just and again, this is why I just I don't know if it's because of the character pairing or what, but it, it just felt a little bit too one note for me. Mm. Uh, like you know, with the other actors, especially with the M and Field ones, obviously you expect more range from experienced actors that have been around, like Rosamund Pike, and she's an Oscar yeah. winner, and she's gonna have range. Um, but I felt like, you know, like Rand, for example, he was very kind of one note at the start because I think yeah. he was meant to be because he wanted to. But as as it progressed and he got into like episode seven and eight in particular, you saw his range. You saw how he could hold his own in one on one scenes with like. Rosamund Pike and Fares Fares and all these kind of people. Um, I didn't really kind of get that with um, Marcus Rutherford, who plays Perrin. But I, then again, I, I don't know if that is because of the character. So, like you know, I'm I'm, I'm hoping he uh, because of the way they're going to do season two, and it sounds like he is going to be taking the lead for the for the hunt for the horn. Um, which I think is a good move, actually, because it's it gives him more things to do. Hopefully, we'll see more of his of his range and what he can do. Uh, yeah. Because I think that's one of the things as well. Because I saw a lot of this, like a lot of these people that I think were determined that they weren't going to like the, the show anyway from years ago when it was first announced because it was going to be the books. And a lot of them were like, oh, you know, like um, Perrin didn't really get much development and and this. And it's like he doesn't get any development in book one anyway. Like no. he's he's just there along for the ride. He has his little bit with the white cloaks where you get the thing with the wolves, and then he's basically not. He's just mentioned them for the rest of the book. <laughs> um, you know, the first book is all. It's all about Rand, like yeah. you know, you know, and so is the second book to a certain extent. Um, it should be called all about Rand. Yeah, it could be, and then and then the third book is the first book where you don't get it all from Rand's point of view, but it's still all about Rand. Like it's called the Dragon Reborn. People are looking yeah. for Rand, you know, um, and, and and all the characters are all reacting to that. You know, they're reacting to, to looking for something. It's not until this book really where you start to get. Uh, the one, this book, The Shadow Rising, what we're going to be talking about now is it's yeah. not where you kind of get these characters to kind of go off on their own and to do and get some real development. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy. I was happy with it and uh, watched it with my wife who really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, good. It was good. She had, she was um, really invested in the whole who was the dragon side of it. She had a different opinion at the end of each episode, which was. To me, it, it was working. It was the right decision to do. Um, because a lot of people that didn't know the books, that was that worked for them. It kept them watching and it kept them speculating. And uh, it turned out to be the person that it was in the box. Who knew? <laughs> Who, knew? Mm. Who knew? Well, speaking of that, we're going to talk about... We'll, we'll, we'll start by talking about Rand in yes. chapter 9. Decisions. Because we had just previously see, um, seen Elaine trying to get Rand to kiss her. Yes. But, as uh, you do. He, as you would, uh, obviously. Uh, and now he's uh, in chapter nine, he's talking about talking to the uh, Tyrian. Tyrian? Is that how we say it? Tyron? I would always say Tyrian, yeah, but um, I'm not, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, the High Lords anything uh, anyway, and about his he, about his role as dragon and the prophecies of the dragon. Yes, uh, he's been looking up into all of them, hasn't he? 
Yeah, so yeah, because there's isn't there like if I now I as I told you I I read this before Christmas isn't there like a long tirade about the different variances in prophecies or at least that how much there is about him. Yeah, he, he talks about that quite quite a bit, um, and he he also threatens that if the high lords don't do what he wants, or something like that he's gonna he's gonna hang them as well. Yeah. And he'll spend two more. Uh, two high lords every day, <laughs> two by two, if they don't if they don't come to an agreement, which is you know it's which is one way of dealing with with problems. Um, yeah, it, it is uh, what made Andrew Jackson such a great president. <laughs> That's what he. And, and like obviously before this bit as well, we, we check in with like everyone's in this chapter. Everyone gets yeah. a POV in this chapter. We, we check in with Matt, and no one wants to play games uh, play, with him. Play cards with him again. So we he. he uh, he um goes to the he goes to the port district and to play that stuff, but he feels like he there's something holding him back from leaving, like he wants to leave and something yeah. isn't going to go. Well, uh, yeah. obviously nobody wants to play cards with him after the incident of of that is right, <laughs> that is right. Um, so uh, Perrin is just perrying about the place for a little while, um, looking for rumors for the for the sounds of things. He's he's uh. Is is because he's trying to get failed to, to clear off. Is because I, I've seen. I mean, is is Fail, uh Is she like um, a, a like a very disliked character? Yeah. In the in this in the fandom, she's probably um, the two characters that everyone seems to hate. Not everyone, but the most two popular, I'd say least popular characters are Gawain. And fail. And is, is it because fail is going to do something later? Because I mean, I have nothing against her right not, now. Not really. she's, she's not really. She doesn't do anything uh, like outrageous or anything like that. It's just the way she is. I think this book is where you either, if you if you still like fail after this book, then you're on board with her for the end. Okay. If you don't like her in this book, then then that is it, really. That's because I think I think it was John from What Up when she was introduced, he 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 reacted and he said something or he that made me think that yeah, she's not a very good character. Yeah, she's, she's not. She's not well. She's not well thought of. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we get to see Egwene and Neneve have been uh, spending time with uh, the Black Ajar with uh, Amadjo yeah. and Amago. Their plot to try and free Mazrim team. That was what was their plot, and there's a device that they want to use. It's in a place called Tanchico. Um, yes, the mentioning, and then Elaine has just been hanging around with Rand. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, so so Rand is 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 uh, he's, um he's going on about the, the prophecies. Uh, yeah, and, and then uh, Celine shows up. Celine, your favorite? She's back. My favorite, back, she's baby. Back. She's back, and she is not who we thought she was. Did you not think she was Lanthier at all? Did you just did, were you just like I don't know? No, I don't know. Because that I mean, because that wasn't really. I don't know. It's difficult to say now in retrospect if I thought about right. that or not. I mean, because we've already seen Lanfear. We saw Lanfear in the dream. We did. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and like Lanfear looks like a more uh 
how does he describe it now? Like a more mature version? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I, I even, don't, and even I don't more beautiful than yeah. version of Celine. Uh, so yeah, I think it was um I think I think again it's sad to say it was so long ago since really, but I think from very me and Celine, I thought she was either black ajar or forsaken immediately. Well, I- yeah, I knew that she was something because she had way too much knowledge about stuff and she was trying to... And we were yeah. talking about her as being like a whisperer just trying to get Rant to do things that he doesn't want to do. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, as a Forsaken, that's kind of her job. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they have, then they have a little bit of a, of a back and forth and, and yeah, Rant is... They have a little bit of a to-do, doesn't she? Yeah. She, she blocks, she, she shields him. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because he gets to um he gets to try out his power both in this chapter and then the next chapter he got he gets to kind of flex his uh he gets the one power muscles he does and and as well as and this but obviously the tv show is is fast tracking this bit a little bit where yeah. uh, he um he uh was able to see loose ferrin's meeting with the, with, with the dark one in the eye of the world um she he says that to her that he she always loved power and they're both shocked by this so his memories are kind of bleeding over a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, but he can't get he can't he can't get the job done, and a grey man comes in instead. Bloody grey man, yeah, he, he comes in and uh, and uh, he kills him with his flaming sword. <laughs> and, uh, and I always a... I, a flaming sword was it's always. Because I remember when I played Dungeons and Dragons, there was a char- there was a, a person who had a fla- flaming sword, and I never really understood how how effective a flaming sword actually is. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty effective, I, and visually it's nice as well. Yeah, well, <laughs> visually it looks good, um, and he needs it because, uh, well, he doesn't need it, and he does does he really at all? Because like he can just as this next chapter proves, he can do pretty much whatever he wants with the power yeah. if he if he actually knew how to use it. Yeah. He would be able to. Uh, he would be able to um, do all kinds of stuff with it. But he, uh, his first instinct is to always fight with with a sword, basically. Yeah, because that's what what Dan um, has taught him. Um, and then he wants. He can't. He can't. And I, this one part I can't remember exactly why why I wrote this, but he can't kill. He can't make himself kill Lanfear. Yes, he, he can't kill a woman. No, that's right. That's how it is. Yeah. He can't kill a woman, which is going to be troublesome for him if that's going to be his attitude. It's going to be troublesome for him, and it's going to be—it's one of those things. I think I think it's one of those things that um, needs to be updated a little bit as well with, with the TV show because it's kind of like it's that kind of oh, you know, women women are gentle folk and they're, they're nice and beautiful, and you know, I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't bring myself to to hurt one of the worst people that I've ever met <laughs> because she's a woman, right? Uh, so, because uh, yeah, because Lanfia, when you when uh, when you she's a forsaken, so she's not nice. But some no. of the stuff Forsaken did during the War of Power was uh, was quite was quite despicable, and Lanfia was one of the worst. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's one of those things that it needs to be uh, looked at. <laughs> yeah uh and then is at the end of the chapter right 
That's the end. He, he, um, he runs out the door and basically there's, the, the, there's a big party going on outside. Party of death. Party of death. Um, then we get to the stone stands um, yeah. where a group of Trollocs have penetrated this, the stone of tear. They have. It's just it's falling to everyone now. Like before yeah. this, no one had ever breached its walls and now everyone is doing it. Everybody gets to go into the Stone of Tear. <laughs> yeah. So, this, yeah, this echoes a little bit of, of what we've seen before, uh, which I think earlier would have been a little bit un- annoying. And, you know, we talked about the, 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 the girls and how they were kidnapped and then they were kidnapped again, you know, like the circular. But I mean, also, I can I can now I can accept it in a different way because I just figured well, it, it's the wheel of time. That's basically what happens. Yeah, the same thing goes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and in the book, as we said before, that is less, I think, annoying than it would be if you were doing it in a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and Rand uh, fights them with his blade of Sidine. He does, but then he sees that there's Trollocs fighting other Trollocs. As yeah, well, and and, and Madral fighting Madral, which is. Uh, so everyone just wants to fight, really. Everyone yeah. just they're, they're well up for a fight, and they don't care who they're fighting with. And then, I mean, there is a lot of action in these chapters that are that are interesting and and somewhat confusing. Uh, yeah. And Rand just goes straight into it, and he uses Calendor too, just to just butcher people or Trollocs. Yeah, she does. I mean, because. Um... Yeah, so he's fighting with people and Lanthier appears again and basically yeah. starts saying, like, what are you doing with this sword? Like, you can just stop all this right away. Um, and uh, he slams her against the wall uh, with, with, the, with the one power. Um, and uh, she's saying, like, you know, people, any male challenger, challenger, challenger can use Calendor, so uh, people... Are obviously to come in to get, to get that, aren't they? So because she's just all about him, she's all about either getting the horn or getting the <laughs> door. She just wants him to do one of these two things. She just want, she wants him to have a horn or a sword. Yeah, but her 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 manipulation works, and he and he goes off and uh, and gets the uh, the, the candor and uses it. His madness and the taint magnet or the corruption as it is in the TV show. Yeah magnifies through it and uh he basically just sends lightning throughout the whole of the stone tier that kills every single shadow spawn that's there and then and then moraine yeah. shows up yeah so what do you think about this so he, he um he tries to uh he tries to bring a little girl back to back yeah. to life and he's convinced that he can do it with calendar um becomes a little bit of a Star Wars. Do you think this is like an obsession kind of thing, or do you think it's do you think it's the start of his madness? Like I think it's the start of his madness. As I said, I think it's a little bit of an Anakin Skywalker kind of deal. Um, I don't know if George Lucas read (laughs) the Shadow Rising or not, but I mean, it's definitely this whole desperation part of it. Um, you're all powerful, but then there are certain things that you cannot do, and it frustrates you, and it makes yeah. you crazy. And I think that's it's a very it's a very strong point, and I I like it. You know, I guess I 
liked it in in, in Star Wars as well, um, yeah. because that was the beginning of the fall of Anakin Skywalker. Really, this conquering death. It was, yeah, um, um, yeah. So it's it's a nice kind of mirror with that, uh, and then he's kind of. Um, <laughs> I, I like the image of like he's like, how did they get in? And he's like, they're, they're all on grain barges coming down the river. <laughs> So he strikes the sun green I just, I just love the uh, the image of it. But then he, him and the Marina quite kind of um, level with each other. She he surprisingly tells her that like Lanthia came to see him. Yeah, and she's. But he's, like, hasn't he always been very candid with her in a way, or maybe not in the beginning? But he's always been. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes he is, and sometimes he isn't. It depends what kind of mood that he's in. But uh, yeah, he's. Um, but he, she, he's. Uh, He's more surprised by Moraine's lack of surprise about it. She's yeah. kind of, you know, you you need training before you can deal with her. Um, <laughs> it's uh, like it's it's Lanfear. She, you know, she shows up. She's bound to show up. He's like whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, Rand promises to tell everyone his plans tomorrow. It's a very interesting end to like like a cliffhanger tomorrow. Tomorrow, but then we don't get to it straight away because we're, we're back with Egwene, and she's she's exploring Tanchico in the world of dreams. Yeah, yes, in the Talan Riyad. Talan Riyad. Talan Riyad. Yeah, very Irish. Hmm? Like Aaron is an Irish is an Irish word. Yeah, is it interesting? Well, the I think both was it both you and I I think saw that on Facebook where somebody was saying like that they were tired of. Of fantasy writers always raping Irish culture. Yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah, and they're on about they're on about the actually it was a it was a review of, of yeah that's what it was right? and it was uh, someone talking about it as if it had only just happened like it was from an Irish reviewer like who'd obviously not paid any attention to fantasy and uh, <laughs> like and because she actually specifically said Amazon Prime, uh, Amazon. Jeff, no, it's said Jeff Bezos. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like you know, these books came out thirty odd years ago, right? <laughs> but yeah, so she's uh she's hanging about in San Chico, yep. uh, Elaine and 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 Naveen, Naveen there, and Avienda is are all together. They're all they're all there. They're all they're all back, baby. And um, they're quite they're, the team. They've become yeah. quite the team. They have become the scene. But then Egwene uh, starts having more dreams. So she sees, and I've written down the dreams that she has, right? So she sees Rand as tall as a mountain, walking through cities, crushing buildings, people screaming like ants, which is kind of, you know, there's no real subtext to that. She just thinks that Rand's going to destroy everything. Yeah, very Godzilla of him. Yeah, uh, we see Rand in chains and he was screaming. Yeah. We see Rand building a wall with him on one side and her on the other. We see Aiel fighting and killing each other, and some throwing away their weapons. We see Matt wrestling with a Sean Chan woman who's tied an invisible leash to him. Uh, a wolf that was that that was pairing fighting a man whose face kept changing. Galad wrapping himself in white. Gawain with his eyes full of pain and hatred, and Marin Alvir weeping. So. Lots of dreams there. Yeah. Now, I will say this to you. <laughs> Should I remember them all? Every single one of these things happens in the series. Some of them happen in this book. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about that, if these, this was foreshadowing of this particular book or just foreshadowing in, in general. In general. Uh, some of them happen in this book and some of them don't happen until 
the final book. Right, so there's, there's a lot, there's a lot here to kind of. Uh, this is just Sanderson was just like, oh yeah, we need to. We need maybe to, yeah. <laughs> we need to write the we need to use this. No, I th- I mean the thing is that I like this. I I must I think now we're in the fourth book, and I've kind of come to to realize that I enjoy the use of the dream world. Yes, a lot, and the dreams because it becomes so much more of a you know the horror flavor that we've discussed before you know i think as well he knows kind of what he wants to do mm-hmm. with with the dream world now as well um the rules of it are a lot firmer than they used to be yeah um he's kind of figured out what it is and how it works now it interacts with nels yeah. Uh, like you know that she's walking around this museum and some things are like flickering about because they're being they're not there permanent, but other things are like very solid. Like the uh, the, the um, skeleton of the giraffe is solid mm. because like it's been there for since our age, pretty much like where they found yeah. it. Which uh, and, I mean, uh, do you think he was influenced at all? Because I've been watching the the new Twilight Zone, the one that Jordan Peele did for uh, I can't remember what FX maybe. I know. Did you ever watch Twilight Zone? Uh, the original ones I did, yeah. Not yeah, that. yeah. Well, they're the best, really, the original ones. But um, yeah. there were some quite good ones in the in the in the new show. Uh, but it feels like he's a little bit influenced in that. There used to be a Rod Serling who did the Twilight Zone. Used to do a show called The Night Gallery. Yeah. Where he would be in like a museum, and then there'd be a painting. Yeah. And they tell a story around the painting. They did some H.P. Lovecraft stuff. Um, yeah. In that show. And it, and it harkens back to that. And I like that kind of episodic way of telling the story because what it becomes is it becomes like little scenes that she sees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's fun. It, it's good. And I, I, I mean, I, I do like it. I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff as well, anyway. Um, I think this is a good chapter. I think it is. Chapter. It is a really good chapter. And I think actually, up until this part, I realized that I think this book is. Yeah, coming from the Dragon Reborn, this is definitely a stronger book. Yeah, it's it, it's like that's why a lot of people think it's the best book in the series, but um, or one of the best books. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of good stuff that happens in these this lot of chapters. I mean, and even in this one, because a lot of the time as well, like you know, so much is happening in these chapters as well. Uh, mm. You know, it's not just like one event or anything like it's a lot of stuff going on. Like in in this one, she has all these dreams. Um, she wishes that someone could train her in the ways yeah. properly, and then she appears in the aisle waste, and there's an aisle watching her, and yeah. then she goes up again, sees who she thinks is Bridget Silverbow watching, um, and then this aisle wise woman, yeah, uh, Amis, yeah, starts following her and tells her that um, she needs uh, to call cold rocks hold, cold rock holds, yeah, in the in the in the threefold land. The Aeol waste, so she can learn properly. And Egwene tells her that she is an Aes Sedai as well, which is a lie. Eli. And she and an Aes Sedai can't lie. Well, she's not. She's not. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. But it's just... <laughs> so everyone thinks that. Yeah, everyone. So like, uh, yeah, she thinks that everything that she's saying is the truth. So, uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, but I like this. I, I I think I agree with you. This is a this is a really strong chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. And Robert Jordan continues to, uh, to tease us because he said, we'll find out Rand's news tomorrow. But then he puts another chapter that is how, not tomorrow. No, how, but how do we know that this doesn't happen at the same time? Because uh, she's, she's just woken up from the dream, isn't she? she oh, said, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah. She would she would have known the news right then when she woke up. People would have been talking about the news. Yes, and um, so we're, we're in chapter twelve, Tanchico or the Tower. Yes, it seems. I, I feel like Tanchico sounds like it would be like a Latin American pop singer. It always reminds me of um, there's a a farm in the Legend of Zelda games called. It's almost like Tanchico village or farm or whatever. Yeah. And it always just reminds me of that. I just always think of it just being the same world as the Legend of Zelda. Wouldn't it be fun if it was? <laughs> well, it is. This Legend of Zelda existed in this world when we were when we were in our age. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, really. It would be. Uh, yeah. And so Egwene talks to uh, Avienda about this Amis character. Yeah, uh, and they also discuss sister wives, which is interesting because my wife and I discussed sister wives this morning. Very good. Yes, but not the yeah, well the TV not show. In the same way that as, is not the same way as these mean us, but I presume. Um, and uh, learns about the yeah the whole sister wives thing. Do I mean do we want to? If you want to, if you want to talk about it, you can, if you want to. It seems like it's something the TV show is going to be very much doubling down on quite a lot. Because uh, he, obviously with um, uh, Alana and her and a two warders, yeah. they're all in a, in a polyamorous kind of relationship. It seems like it's something that they're kind of getting people ready for to kind of be like, you know, this is the way it is in a lot of these societies. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, I, I, that was somebody... Because we we were both, I, I wasn't really part of the the event. I just kind of jumped in every once in a while. This uh, fantasy big giveaway book event oh, yeah. this this weekend, uh, and I saw you picked up. You must have picked up quite a few books. You were, I did. I did. You were you were always. It always was. There was always a comment from you, and I would always check like if it said ten books available, and I'd look how many people have commented. Yeah, and if there was already like seventeen comments, I was just like, yeah. That's, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was, I was there. I got, I got me, I got me some books, man. But, yeah, but I saw that. The, I think uh, they were talking about the the um, the advent of inclusive fantasy. That it's a, a a new age, and I think even if people probably haven't, um, which I say haven't like. Uh, talked about the wheel of time before because i don't i've never in 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 all my years as uh, studying fantasy and as a fantasy scholar people have never talked about the wheel of time as ahead of its time in this sense yeah yeah for whatever reason and there there probably is, are other fantasy books from around the time that do the same thing uh, or a similar thing uh, but i think the tv show Will definitely spearhead a new age of inclusive fantasy. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, much to 
some people's displeasure. Yeah. Um, who seem to have missed all of it in, in the books anyway. Uh, you know, when, when uh, they made uh, it more explicit, the relationship between Moiraine and uh, Swan Sanchez, there's a lot of people that are like, I've read all of these books, and that was never a thing in the book. <laughs> well, you know, it, it was. They were, they were mentioned as being pillow friends, and a lot of people saying they're very close. But also, if you read New Spring, it's quite, which obviously came out years later after the series had started. Yeah. Um, where Robert Jordan could probably get away with more things that he wanted to put into the books that he might not have been able to do in 1990. And it is very explicit that they were in a relationship with each other at some point in the past, right? Uh, so you know it's it's all drawn from the books and it's just because it's there in front of you it's like it does kind of shock some people it's that whole thing as well where I've seen like some people be like oh it's too violent and Brandon Sanderson was one of these people saying it's too violent you know some scenes he wouldn't have gone as violent as that but anyway but he also said I feel like Robert Jordan would have felt it was appropriate um I didn't particularly think it was that violent. I thought it was pretty much as violent as what the books were. Um, well, as, as violent. I mean, you also have to remember that. I mean, it would be the same as saying, like, Lord of the Rings is too violent. Yeah. And, like, if you're going to describe someone getting... And, and it does happen in the Wheel of Time, someone's described as uh, getting decapitated. It's all right describing that, but you, when you see it, it's... A yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't make someone getting decapitated not look like they're getting decapitated. No, but then I think you also have to remember that a lot of times, especially in these er earlier books, because I can't speak to what the later books have, is that that a lot of times Robert Jordan uses euphemisms for what is happening, especially when he's talking about how Rand is fighting. Because yeah. he, he Rand is always doing all these moves and calling them certain things, or at least that's what Robert Jordan is giving giving them the names that he was taught. So like the whole battle aspect of it is kind of lost because it's he's using flowery language instead. And yeah. I mean they have to remember that it's not like you're seeing a dancing crane when he's fighting. I mean that's not what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, if um. Yeah, that's just the way it is. And I just I just think it's like, you know, some people are just, um, yeah, when, when it gets up to the, I, I think that's why as well they put that, I mean, obviously I the World has, out of all the books, it's kind of the, the least violent, I suppose, in a way, and it's also the least, um, it's pretty much got no nudity whatsoever in it at no. all, compared, and especially compared to the other books. And I think that's probably why they put that uh, scene with Moraine meeting Megan in a bathhouse and it so it had a little bit of background nudity just yeah. to get people ready for it because even though in this chapter when we meet uh uh Amis, she's naked in one scenes because that is her society that's how they mm. that's how they are right and that kind of thing continues on um so I think the show was doing a good job of that of, of putting things in just to say like uh, and, 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 and Rafe just can start about that, about uh, how they did a couple of fake-out deaths in the last episode, where it was like, kind of, they're like, listen, we are going to be killing off characters that survived in the books because we can't keep them around or whatever, no. just to prepare people for the fact that this will, is going to happen, right? Um, so I think there's a few things like that that the TV show did really, really well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. it. So. Uh, yeah, so, so Moraine uh, reveals that she has a letter that was dated a month ago from the wise one saying to, yes. to, the, to, the, um, 
to the uh, to the um, IO waste. So, yes. Yeah. So and so every end of us has to go to Rudian. Yes, and uh, she isn't very happy about it, and uh, she uh, and Moraine knows why, but she won't tell Egwene why either. Which, which is basically what Moraine does. She always knows why. She always knows why. She knows everything, doesn't she? She knows lots of stuff. So Elaine and Nynaeve will have to go to Tanchico alone. Um, yeah, that's the plan at the moment. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that change if that plan changes. But um, <laughs> you're being when you say it like that. Well, we find out pretty soon anyway. In this bit, because <laughs> because the next chapter again, even though it says we're going to find tomorrow. out runs plan tomorrow, we're, we're back with Matt. And yeah. the next two chapters you can kind of just talk about as once because basically we're just catching up with Matt and Perrin. Yeah, uh, Matt is hanging around, wanting to leave, but can't feel like he can. But is hearing rumors about white cloaks, white right. cloaks in the two rivers. Um, so we uh, check back in with Perrin and Perrin and Fail. I've both heard them and Perrin's like, great, this is the rumour that I needed. Does it if it's true or not? I am going to check it out and I'm bringing Fail uh, along with me. Yes. He's, he wants to, he's, yeah. Oh, no, he, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want Fail to come, actually, doesn't he? He's saying that... Uh, he wants Fail to stay, doesn't he? And he's going to go and check it out, and she can stay yeah. there. And Fail well, he, doesn't he say that he's going home to die? Yes, because because they think because the rumor is basically they're looking for uh, the the they're looking for the golden eyed yeah. guy. Yeah. So um, so yeah. And then there's a little there's a little scene, a little drama between Fail and and, and Burley. Yeah, and Perrin's like, yeah, I'm a bit interested. Yeah, yeah because like, Berlin, uh, Berlin, 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 I think. Berlin, Berlin. <laughs> we'll find Berlin. out. We might, we might find out in a couple of years. Uh, yeah, because she's she she's flirting with um, um, Perrin because she's given up on on Rand because uh, yes. he was obviously not interested, and, and, and that becomes a problem. And also may kill her. Yes. Give a moment. Yeah. By yeah. accident. Uh, yeah, and then they're they're about to 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 throw down. More than just about to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're well in it, and, and, uh, and then and, Rourke comes and, and says, "Nah, not on my watch." Just pack it in. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not happening. It's like the headma- headmaster comes in when when you're it fighting is, in the in the corridor. <laughs> it's like uh, you know, he, he confiscates their uh, the knives as well. Yeah, he's like, you're not having these until I can trust you again with them. Uh, it's what I also say to my son sometimes, not with knives, yeah. but just other things. Like, you know, I'm not letting you do it, so I can trust that you can do it. Okay. There will there will be no yeah. dinosaur train until I can trust you. He does like dinosaur train. Yeah, it's a great show. He likes singing the song in particular. Yeah, uh, I, I like this. I will say um, the, these chapters that we we that we're discussing. I, I just I I well into them, and yeah, I think right. this is kind of this is. I mean, obviously it's serious. They're about to kill each other, maybe in like a West Side Story throwdown. But I do I, I enjoy the 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 drama and kind of like it becomes like a little bit of a. I mean, sure, it's maybe a little high school. Uh, style but i mean i think there's like a humanity in it and and, and 
adds a bit of of realism that I think maybe was missing a little bit. And it's, it's expanding the, the whole scope. And that's what the Shadow Rising does in general. It doesn't just expand the scope in terms of the world and the story, but it does it in terms of the characters as well, because it's exploring what a lot of these characters do that are separate to Rand. Yeah. Right. So you have some, like, obviously, Matt wants to leave and he, he feels like he can't because he feels like he has to stay for something. But Perrin doesn't have that compulsion. So he's like, I need to go and do this now. And yeah. his story, like, his storyline that he's doing has nothing to do with Rand, right? It's all about yeah. him. And it's the first time in the series we're actually seeing anything of that. And like this whole thing with Beren and Fae and Fae then as well doesn't really have anything to do with Rand either. No. Um, so, uh, and Egwene's storyline to an extent as well there with, with her going to the Aeol Waste and everything, that is also her own storyline. It's nothing to do with Rand on a surface level or anything like that. And uh, it, so it's, and that's, again, it's the first time we've, we've kind of seen this because everything else so far is tied into Rand and the Dragon Reborn and, and this and this. So it's um it's nice to see. And then obviously then metaphysically it gets expanded as well because we have more in the world of dreams, but then we also have Matt going through the, yes. the doorway and getting his questions asked by these weird uh, snake and fox people. <laughs> is that the the Aelfin? Aelfin. 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 Yeah. So he's, they, heard, he's so he's heard about this story that there's a doorway that you can step yeah. through. That um, you go in there and you will you have three questions and you'll, and you'll get answers for for your questions. So it's the uh, so it's, it's it's funny. I don't know how much I can I can uh, go into. Um, so there's a, there's a popular game that's mentioned quite a few times called Snakes and Foxes that children play. And that has, that is based on these people, basically. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, oh yeah, it, you, you'll see as it starts going on, that, that this thing keeps coming back and uh, something that we saw just that's mentioned in one line in the first book when the boys are on, Matt and Rand and Tom are on Bail Damon's boat. Yeah. Back into play of all this. It's, it's this metaphysical kind of thing that you have, like the real world, and then you have the world of dreams, and then you have this reality where these Aelfin and, El and Elfin are. And then you have the portal stones as well, which is like a link between all of them. So all that kind of stuff gets expanded on as well in this book. So, yeah. but yeah, but, but Matt, so Matt has heard rumors about this, that he, uh, he there's going to be creatures that he, he, he's going to ask uh, three questions and there's rules. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. quest. They're not allowed to make light or no iron or music. Um, and this is like a snake kind of person that he, that he, that he finds. Uh, and he is told by them when he asked if he should go home that they sh he needs to go to uh, Rudian. Rudian, or or he will die. Or he will die. Yeah. And then a bell sounds, um, meaning someone else has entered, and they're trying to rush him through his questions. <laughs> so he he gets angry about something and and asks why he needs to go to Rudian. That's the second one. And he asks like he's going to die. 
that it tolls again. So there's a third person coming into the thing. <laughs> and uh, and he, asks, he forgets completely what his third question was and asks why he will die if he does not go to Rudy. And then they say he sidesteps his fate, will be killed uh, by those who don't watch his fate to be fulfilled. And then the snake sounds again and they're all kind of like, get out of here. And um, and then he asks a fourth question, which is against the rules. What is his fate? And they reply, they reply to marry the daughter of the nine moons, to die and live again and live once more a part of what was, and to give up half the light of the world to save the world. So lots of development for Matt, lots of things. And, do, you think, uh, do you think uh, Robert Jordan liked Matt better before. at this stage? I think so. I think he just gives him a reboot of a character in Dragon yeah. Reborn, doesn't he? I think he, I think he had a really good time writing him in the Dragon Reborn. I think uh, yeah. as much, most people enjoy reading him in the Dragon Reborn, and was thought, you know what, I'm just going to give him loads more to do. Yeah, which happens. You know that yourself as when you're writing something. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, um, I'm writing the sequel to Sawtooth Shadow at the minute. Uh, it's called Path of War, and there was. Um, one character that I was just going to do like one scene with and I'd end up spending three or four chapters with them and uh, they're going to be back at the end of the book because I knew what their role was but then I'm actually going to make them even a bigger part of the yeah. third book because I just enjoy writing them that much yeah. you know? uh, absolutely so, Yeah. Um, well Matt has hurried out and finds out that Rand and Moraine were also inside <laughs> And that's yeah. why he was hurried out. Yeah, they were all. But they, they don't. They he and he wants to know what they've been, what they were doing in there. What did they? Yeah, find and, and Rand's presence was making the nearly making the whole place collapse. Yeah. As well. <laughs> um, well, they refused to at least tell him. Yeah. Um. You. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You. You don't. You find out kind of what you find out a few things that Rand asked for. I think one of them you don't actually ever find out, and and I don't even know if Brandon Sanderson knows it. I think it was one of the things that uh, that was been. Oh, he does know it, but he's not allowed to say. It's one of these things that's remained secret. I think, and um, you find out what Moraine asked for in a very kind of roundabout way at some point. But again, these are things that are not going to be explained for the rest of the series. Eons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and then we come to the last chapter that we're going to talk about, which is a chapter name that we have seen before. Leave. Oh, yeah, but before you, before you do oh. that, though, well, uh, Rand, Rand is asking about how Matt knew about yeah. the thing, and he said, "Well, because I read it." And Matt was Rand was like, "Well, I needed an interpreter because it's in the old tongue, right?" And so, uh, and then, um, so it's you know he's starting to think figure out that Matt can speak the old tongue and knows it quite well. And then uh, Moraine says that you can't go in twice, but she won't say why you can't go in twice. Yes, that's important to remember. Because I think that Matt, being Matt, he'll probably go in twice anyway. That's what he does. <laughs> Seems like. Leave, leave takings. Yes, we have heard this. Uh, this I think it's been... It, uh, I would I would propose that it's been in every single book so far. Maybe. <laughs> and the name of the first episode of the TV show as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and here we have Perrin again, and this time he talks to Loyal. He wants to go home. Um, 
and he wants to do take the ways. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah. Fail is there instead. Yeah. Well, Fail is she's there before him. She's going as as uh, Lyle's guest. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is I I enjoy this dynamic though. I enjoy this thing between like. Loyal is like stuck in between these two, and he just yeah. wants to be. He's just like, why can't you just get along with each other? What? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, and, and yeah. Well, she, she, Faila has made loyal promise to take her through the ways before anyone else, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She is going to. She's, uh, she's really kind of. She allows uh, Perrin and the rest and people following Perrin, Gaul, and everyone else along as her guest but they yeah. have to they have to stay away from each other and she has to they have to camp in a different place and all this kind of stuff so again this is the thing right if 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 you if you don't mind this kind of thing with, with fail and, and it doesn't grate on you then you, you won't mind it but a lot of people this kind of stuff really annoys but i like i like it because i think because i dislike perrin so much <laughs> i like i like anyone who kind of gets gets into it with him yeah. Um, so um, Elaine and Eve are again ready to go to San Chico, San Chico and, yeah. um, to the to the waste, and um, Marine's given a load of gold. Then Lan comes in, yeah. and he's losing his shit with the Eve, and the Eve like is like, "Get a grip, mate! You're not coming with me. You have to go this way." And he gives her a right good kissing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> this is what you get. Yeah, he loves it. He loves. Uh, he's well, loves he, he loves a strong woman standing yeah. up. That's what the, he loves. The, the Spitfire. Yeah, that's what he's yeah. into. I have to say as well because that's the end of this. The, the chapter really like Elaine's kind of like I'm going to write Brandon another letter now because I've seen this example of Nanive being yeah. like setting down the law and everything. Um, I have to say that I think um, they did a really, really good job of Nanive's character in, in the TV series. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, yeah, no. I, I, a, lot people, a lot of people really don't like her in the eye of the world um, no. at all. Uh, especially first time people. And I think she was a lot more um, uh, rounded, I suppose. Like mm -hmm. she wasn't just angry all the time, and and in the book she realized you you start to see where that anger is coming from when and even and it's handled quite well eventually. But uh, in the TV show they made her a lot more rounded from the from the off. I feel. Yeah. And, and basically now we're at the like a uh, the precipice of everybody kind of like leaving in their own directions, or they they basically already have. They are healthy, but no one's heard Rand's news yet. No. <laughs> So that is, they can't leave out here in Rand's news, can no. they? Can they? Some of them might. Perrin might. <laughs> They'll be just like, yeah, it's probably not that important. Yeah, well, you know, Perrin's got his <coughs> own, he's got his own, his own test. Yeah. But it's kind of interesting because with 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 Perrin here, is that like Matt has already kind of like broken with Rand, like his dependency on Rand. Erin's dependency, you mean? No, but I'm thinking, I'm, right now I'm talking about Matt. Matt broke with Rand already in the, in the, oh, in the Dragon in Reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. now it's Perrin's turn to start. Now it's Perrin's turn, yeah. See, that's, 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 that's the way it is, yeah. 
that's interesting. I, I, I like that because it felt like they were all so dependent on him, even when he wasn't the dragon. You know, yeah. we see it as he, we see Rand as some type of, even though he's naive, um, he somehow seen as some kind of leader in the eye of the world. They're kind of like dependent on him. Yeah. But which now, is which is different in the series as well because he's kind of just kind of there as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's, um, uh, yeah. Because I mean, again, it's that thing where you know Robert Jordan didn't really have much interest in hiding that the book no. was about Rand and he was a Dragon Reborn, whereas the TV show did. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, it's good, and it's 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 good how like it depends on. Who Ran needs the most at any one point, that person finds it hard to get away from them, right? Uh, so he, he doesn't need Perrin right now. Uh, who does, frankly? Um, no. Well, not for you. I know a lot of people like like Perrin. Um, so Ran doesn't need Perrin right now. So he, that's why Perrin doesn't have this compulsion to stay. Um, yeah. Whereas Matt is Has needed. To. Yeah. Needed he can't leave. For whatever reason, he is needed. Yeah. Well, I, I like these these chapters. I think I'm, I'm getting into this book. Um, I'm finding it easy to read, and uh, yeah, not as much of a slog as I found the Dragon Reborn to be. Yeah, that's the Dragon Reborn for you. Yeah. Should have skipped that book. Um. Seems like a TV show is pretty much <laughs> taking just cherry picking the things from it. That are, that are well, awesome. it is kind of fun because it seems like Matt, as we spoke about last time, that Matt is more of the character he is, you know, coming out of the Dragon Reborn yeah. already in the beginning of the show. Yeah, he is. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and I think a lot, a few, a few of the characters are, are, are like that. Um, They've taken, they've given them a little bit more than. Uh, I mean, you know, in in the book, Out of the World, Matt and Perrin are basically Pippin and Merry, but, yeah. you know, uh, they're just there along for the ride, right? They're just there to just. So Rand isn't the one asking every single question all the time, like, why is this like this? Why is this that way? There's another, there's another couple of people to ask those questions and to get exposition told to them. Yeah. Um, you know that's that's basically it, and they have you know, so yeah, it's uh it's good to develop them all a little bit more. But now, um, yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back into with more Shadow Rising next time. Yes. Uh, David, any any news coming out of Casa Green? No, not much really. Um, just working on some sequels. Working on sequel to Intelligent Shadow, which is out in June. Um, it's probably going to be about 120,000 words, which is double the Insolitude Shadow, uh, but kind of about, about 90,000 words into it now, so I'm coming close yep. to the end. I should hope to finish it by February. Uh, and then I'll be doing a couple of sequels to uh, Nick Colloran on the bounce. So I'll be writing book four and five in quick, no, three and four in quick succession. How about yourself? Yeah, I've uh, my novella, I guess you would call it, These Walls Will Fall, is out right now. It's a dystopian noir story taking place in a very ambiguous future after an event called 
the storm or the hurricane, um, depending on where you are, where an oppressive government has taken over and people, LGBTQ uh, and other people have been um, sent to the borough, to boroughs, neighborhoods where they live. Uh, and it's about a detective <clears throat> that has to deal with being, you know, an, an official, but at the same time dealing with the oppression. So this is actually was part of a longer series. Or more books are going to come out. Uh, and January thirty first, I think, is the date. My science fiction tech noir story, uh, "All the Children Shall Lead," will be coming from Black Ink Fiction. Good. And then I have uh, Soldier Song in March. Yeah, well, busy, 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 busy time. Busy. <laughs> busy time, busy time. Uh, luckily, those it's just the editing left, I guess, of uh, Soldier Song. The other ones are already out and written. Yeah, very good, excellent. Well, that is uh, it's like the uh, the opposite of me, where I like to do everything in the summer by the sounds of it. <laughs> Uh, but that's the way we, we leave the end of the year free yes we do. we do yeah well um that's it and we'll probably return with a where we discuss the show as it as it was and what we thought of it and stuff like that we've already talked a bunch about it but there's a lot more to be said about the tv show no it was all we're all <laughs> <laughs> So for David Green, I'm Chris Mary Hoffman, and what do we usually say? I can't remember. <laughs> Until the next turning of the wheel. Exactly.